when Manchester City scored a brilliant winning goal in the last seconds of UEFA Champions League quarter-final against Spurs in the spring of 2019, at least two spectators who were present at the game abandoned watching out in the stands, an overcoated City fan hurried for the exits. Delighted with his last gasp win and keen to beat the rush home. At the same time, down on the substitutes bench, Musa Sissoko, a Spurs player who'd been withdrawn through injury, was so distraught that he turned his back on the game and hobbled to his dressing room alone City celebrated for 50, 60 seconds. There were knee slides. Hugs. Prayers of gratitude. When the ref blew his whistle we presumed he was ending the match in fact, a slow-motion replay had been reviewed at some length. And City were judged to have been a little offside. The goal was written off. A basic football truth, they have won, so we have lost, was turned on its head this was disorientating. Bar, that is, video assistance for referees, carried out by video assistant referees, confusingly, the acronym has come to stand for both the act and the people, had been part of world football since about 2017. There had been some important decisions helped along or reversed by VAR at various tournaments. But nothing on the scale of City's phantom goal meanwhile, that overcoated City fan had found his way to the car park. Poor guy. When a TV reporter pushed a microphone in his face and asked for a reaction to the disappointing news, he said, why would I be disappointed? We won. Informed otherwise, the man's good cheer collapsed so completely that video footage of the exchange went viral. As for Sissoko, alone in his dressing room, he was found by a colleague who screamed, incredible. Such was the rush that followed, Sissoko said later, he forgot he was injured. He sprinted back to the pitch. He called it a historic moment, an incredible emotional shock this was the moment that VAR. In theory a simple fix for refereeing howlers, made absolutely clear its implications for the sport. From now on, anything done could be undone. Elation or despair would be safest held in check until the referee and his crew had watched everything several times. Fans had to ask themselves, were they still watching a football they recognized? Or was this different almost two years on from Spurs City, there seems to be a consensus that football has lost something. That football itself might be a little lost. Every weekend, now, there are VAR-led decisions that twist people up, arguments about consistency, flow, and essential forensic charmlessness that has come into the game. Last summer, the Sheffield United manager Chris Wilder said he was still deciding whether to laugh or cry over the novel quirks of VAR, but by autumn and winter of 2020 it had become clear which way most Premier League managers were leaning on the matter. Crystal Palace boss Roy Hodgson called VAR a nonsense ruining the game. West Ham's David Moyes, I'm still angry that this is the way football's gone. Fulham's Scott Parker, criminal, a mess Tottenham's Jose Mourinho had to promise to stop criticizing VAR because of the risk of punitive fines for speaking frankly, I prefer to give my money to charity, but other top flight managers continued to admit they were dismayed by the changes and chilled. Figuratively speaking, by all the interruptions the Liverpool manager Jurgen Klopp made the point that his players were literally chilled as well. Each VAR review was really long, and it was really cold for the boys, he said, after a freezing midwinter game had been extended by 10 minutes for video checks. I used to be one of the people who said VAR is a good idea. I'm really not sure I would say that again. There was a match between Leeds United and Crystal Palace in November 2020, during which the Leeds striker Patrick Bamford scored a clever and elegant goal later overturned on VAR review. In gesturing to his teammate where to place the cross, Bamford's arm had strayed offside. Football had deprived itself of a moment of brilliance, a cool memory for the archives. Because of a misplaced armpit, and immediately Bamford's effort became known as the armpit goal, a rallying point for VAR skeptics. What would be next, Liverpool manager Klopp wondered. Offside toes? Offside badges on the players' shirts? 
Tough times, he concluded, a club spokespeople explained that, after two years of VAR and its blunders being debated in every press conference and quick hit broadcast interview, people were exhausted. Managers and players were under strict rules laid down by the FA and the Premier League not to overtly criticize the new way of officiating. So the bosses were going to try to keep their heads down, the players were going to try to keep their armpits on side, and everyone hoped that football would settle back to some kind of recognizable normality in 2021 if the Spurs City game in 2019 gave us the moment that VAR came of age. Then the game that gave birth to it all took place 10 years earlier. France and the Republic of Ireland were playing a qualifier for the coming World Cup, and right at the death, France scored the clincher. The celebrations of their captain, Thierry Henry, were oddly muted. He looked queasy. The Irish players had sprinted to surround the match referee Martin Hansen. It was clear to them, as it was to everybody watching TV replays at home, that Henry had used his hand to control the ball and create the chance. Kevin Kilbane, one of the Irish players, told Hansen, you've made a huge error here. This is going to define your career as Hansen later admitted to a Swedish film crew. Who were making a documentary about him at the time, he knew that something was wrong from the way the players reacted. But he didn't know what was wrong, because he hadn't seen anything. The goal had to stand. France secured a berth at the World Cup at Ireland's expense. Within hours, questions were being asked in the Irish Parliament, and even French politicians were wringing their hands, lamenting the injustice. Kilbane was among those Irish players who insisted in the aftermath that replay technology should be brought in to stop something like this ever happening again, Kilbane recently said that it all felt so obvious at the time. Within five minutes of the game being over, the distraught Irish players were back in their dressing room, watching TV replays and throwing boots and bottles at the screen. Why should TV viewers be permitted to watch Henry's handball over and over again, within seconds of the event, while the referee was left oblivious at the time, some of the most influential people in football? including UEFA president Michel Platini, stood against the idea of reform. Video replays on the pitch? Platini said, after the France-Ireland game. It's a bad solution. Back then, this was interpreted as crustiness and the lack of imagination in 2016 when, after a couple of years of trials, the laws of football were altered to accommodate VAR. Introduced throughout the world in phases, it became part of top-flight English football in 2019. Kilbane, who'd brooded on that heartbreaking night for Ireland for years was all for VAR at first. But quickly, I had reservations. Was this enhancing the game as a spectacle? Was it giving us anything positive by 2019, Kilbane had retired as a footballer and become a TV pundit. I'm not a player now, I'm a watcher, he said, and watching games can be painful at times. Some of the joy's gone. You can see it on players' faces sometimes, they're demoralized. And when do you see a referee actually smile now? It's a small detail. But a bit of a laugh, and a giggle between the referee and the players, that speaks to a connection between them. And I think, every week, with VAR, that connection grows more distant the majority of people wanted VAR, but failed to understand how it might affect the game, or how it would be implemented. Then came the realization, that it is unworkable. And no one knows where to go from here, sport is a human pursuit, and therefore it's intrinsically flawed. What VAR seems to be saying is, let's make everything right. No mistakes. After its first full season of use, last year, the Premier League released figures suggesting that VAR had helped bring up the accuracy of refereeing decisions across the season to 94%, although it didn't provide comparable figures on how accurate decisions were before VAR was introduced. So why does this era of VAR feel so wrong? Other sports such as cricket, tennis and American football had already increased their reliance on video review over time, and these innovations were seen as mostly beneficial. But those sports have different tempos. They are more stop-start by their nature and, on the whole, rely a little more on officials making objective calls. 
In or out? This side or that side of a painted line spurs player Eric Dyer, one of the few Premier League footballers, to give an account of his objections to VAR, said anything that is a matter of opinion. I'd rather not have VAR. I'd rather live with the human error of the referee has the situation stabilized in 2021. As players and managers hoped? The interventions in the stop pages haven't lessened, though perhaps the appetite for complaint has, a jot. This month, England's best-known referee, Michael Oliver, felt emboldened to go on record in support of VAR. I don't know what the alternative is, Oliver said, adding that if technology was scaled back there would only be a clamor, soon, for its return. Perhaps he's right. Last month, in Turkey, where they don't yet have VAR in their league, a player was ejected from a game for bringing his mobile phone onto the pitch. He was convinced the referee had missed something. He wanted to show him a replay. Remember to follow Golia by hitting the follow button and slapping a five-star review on the show or tapping the love icon. Let's get to 1 million followers and tune in daily for new episodes.